0: Blob
1: Talk Radio Aloha and welcome to Talking Pictures It is Thursday night I'll be introducing and bringing in our Friend Aaron Murphy in just a second here um, But I wanted to thank you as always for joining us We're going to be doing part two Of our Bombs double feature Which is a review of Clint Eastwood's new movie, Sully, which stars Tom Hanks. Um, Everyone knows how it ends with the Captain Sullenberger landing the plane safely on the Hudson. So that is not a spoiler. This is based on a true story. It happened January Fourteenth, Two 2009. And of course, the plane's flying overhead that the mic's probably picking up. And so Erin is not making her return like there was any reason to not be here, but just scheduled. She's been here a number of times for you Talking Pictures fans. She's reviewed films, and she covered the Seattle Seattle International Film Festival for us. So without further ado, uh, welcome back, Erin. How are you doing?
0: Aloha. I'm doing very well.
1: Excellent. Glad to hear, as always. Very happy to um have you back. I mean you're always part of our team but to be on the air and uh jumping into something here, always always good times. You, these like I had told you, these shows that you do, they always get good numbers and uh and so I figured the ones that my mom does get good numbers. So I thought why not have uh, you guys both saw um early screenings of it. So I thought this is uh... it's the mom magic.
0: it's the mom magic.
1: Yes. The mom magic. There's plenty of that. And only you guys have it. That's the beauty of it. Mm-hmm. So, uh, of, of course with biopics, there's interpretations and all that. And this, this went a different route, but, um, I guess the simplest thing is with, I mean, you know, you start off with Tom Hanks. It's like starting off with a, uh, you know, the best non-GMO milk for your cereal. Um, What, you know, what's your initial take if you're sitting in front of the theater and you're trying to get me to come in and see Sully, what's your, what's your starting point?
0: I I think one of the things that was really good in casting is I think Tom Hanks is like this all-American, white bread, kind of who doesn't like him kind of guy.
1: You know, everybody roots
0: for Tom Hanks' characters, and I think having him play Sully was was a smart, smart move because Sully was kind of America's hero, too. And I think if they had cast somebody who, you know, had played some parts in the past that were controversial or maybe where they played characters that didn't have a whole lot of redeeming quality, people might have a hard time buying into it. But I think the casting was, was, was wonderful. I did not read Sully's book, Highest Duty. Um, I know that there was a lot of, um, uh, creative licensing taking with the film after doing some research after I, after I saw it, but I still enjoyed it I think Tom Hanks has except for Cloud Atlas, which I just uh, it's not that I didn't enjoy it, I guess I just didn't get it, but I've never been disappointed in a Tom Hanks movie, ever he, he, he's I, I, if Tom Hanks is name on it, I say it no matter what it is, so I think that in itself is a draw, and I think everybody like you said, we all know what happens we all know how it ends but yet, we were drawn to see the movie. So, you know, why? Great story. You know, like, I, I love that one line, the guy said in the movie, you know, it's about time New York City had a, had a story about a plane that ended on a happy note. And I thought that, that resonated uh, a lot with me. Because um, he, was, he was. He was a hero. And I liked the vulnerability of Tom Hanks uh, playing Sully, being kind of thrown into this hero role. Like, man, I, I, I'm just doing my job. You know, I, I'm not I'm no hero and I liked how uncomfortable he was in his own skin just being thrown into this instantaneous celebrity which is what he was I mean Katie Kirk and this and that um, but uh, yeah I mean I, I I can't imagine anybody seeing it and not liking it now if they've read the book they might disagree with some stuff that um, that happened uh, but I think you know that was Clint Eastwood it was very clear that that he, that he took some elements of the book and some and some of the he said that there has to be an antagonist. Everyone wants an antagonist, so he create he made the the NTSB officials be the antagonist. Those three people in the movie, uh, uh, the guy and the two guys, they didn't even exist in real life. He said he created that so that there was some kind of antagonist. But I think people Man. still like it. What did you mom say?
1: Oh, she, I mean, she loved it. I mean, she loves Tom Hanks. Uh, you know, she had, uh, was mentioning she liked him all the way back to *Bosom Buddies. Oh, um, absolutely. Or, yeah, for for anyone who's, I mean, I'm even kind of too young for that show. Uh, Tom Hanks and his friend would pretend to be women to stay in an all women's apartment complex whatever, and and i remember seeing tom hanks dressed up as a woman and have, has a little kid and not knowing what that is or uh what why they're dressed up like women and um so for tom hanks for me my my generation is really starts out with uh big and then of course you know a league of their own and i'm i'm a big fan of his films although I never really got into the Da Vinci code angels and demons or the third one Inferno. I, I mean, I obviously admired his acting in da Vin- the Da Vinci code and I liked Ron Howard. Um, but I just thought where well, it was something like it was, it, it was your taste or it wasn't. Um, obviously I like Castaway saving private Ryan. Um, he's, uh, I still think his best role is Philadelphia. But I, I just saw a movie I just saw a movie with him from the red box that was it, it was in and out of theaters for a week, and it was one of those where you completely understand why, but then you kind of think about it and you realize it was a good movie. just audiences either didn't get the point or wouldn't have wanted to take the time, and it was called "A Hologram for the King." Um, I
0: never even heard of that.
1: Yeah, exactly. It was, it was in theaters for one week. It just bombed. And he plays this guy who has to go to Saudi Arabia and convince them to, uh, like, build a luxury resort. And there's a lot of, you know, uh, if you look past it, there's obviously a lot of uh, subversive thought about, you know, building stuff there and it it doesn't hit you over the head with why are we there and and he's not military so they were the the filmmakers are really smart in keeping it about a business and it's kind of like a man versus nature man versus uh man's journey I mean let's face it there's only what is it three or four themes in all of the movies man's journey home man finding himself um and we're not saying that to take away from women the Greeks made it up so don't anyone get mad at me um but uh it was actually a decent film I mean Tom Hanks was uh on par uh but like you said with Sully my favorite part was uh and my mom said this before I did was that I only saw Sully a couple times, like on the Super Bowl, the World Series, a few interviews. I felt like Tom Hanks was Captain Sully, and Captain Sully was just a pilot standing in the background of the Super Bowl. There was, God. there was like a dimension that, of course, we don't know because Captain Sully didn't show it, the PTSD. Um, I don't want to ruin anything, but. On the first episode, we did give a warning to New Yorkers. Um, there's scenes in the movie that all we're gonna say is they did not happen so if uh please know even though the plan the plane lands safely, there will be some uncomfortable scenes that uh, they there is a reason for them and they link into the movie, but uh you know give it some second thoughts or ask around the people you trust that can explain to you without ruining the movie. Um, how, did, how did you feel about that, Aaron? And obviously without giving it away, but how did you feel about those things that didn't happen and the way they were tied into Sully's feelings? Like, did you feel that was important for you for, as a viewer, or did you feel that could have been skipped?
0: I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not catching what you're saying to me.
1: The, um, the things that describe Sully's PTSD that you know for New Yorkers are just too much, but that for us are you know we see it and it's just okay. It's the PTSD.
0: See, I I thought that they handled that kind of stuff nice. I liked I liked some of the flashbacks that he had. I liked uh, you know the fact that you that that you know I like getting a little bit of hits here, who 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 Sully was, but. You know, there there has to be there has to be some they couldn't have shown that character, that man in real life, to have skated through what he did because he was as cool as a cucumber during that entire two hundred and eight seconds. So there has to be a chance when that adrenaline just totally bottoms out on him and he just realizes, Holy crap, what just happened? I mean he had the wherewithal to go back and get that silver box, that little silver notebook that had all of his flight information in it, and he went back and he double checked I mean he was just uh, he was amazing. And so you have to see some of the the sleep being interrupted and the and the running in the middle of the night and, and just you know, and, and having and just you know having a couple of drinks and this kind of stuff because I mean how else? There's no way that he could have done what he'd done, no matter how great of a pilot he was about some sort of PTSD. Just with the the PTSD could have just all been all about the the coulda shoulda woulda. Like holy crap! What if this went the went the wrong way? It didn't, right? He, so he's thinking about all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, I, I thought they I thought they didn't play it up too much, but I thought it was nice that they touched on it because he had he had to have had some. There had to be some sort of recourse. He's only human. Oh right. I think exactly. most of the I mean, yeah I, I think most of the the crap that he got was not from the was not from the crash, but was from the way he was treated. The way he was treated, in the movie by the NTSB. Uh, you know the way that they kind of doubted him because in real life, um, the the test the test results were months months after the crash, and the results came back where it was it was pilot favor, so he was never har, uh, he wasn't questioned as badly as he was in the movie. Um, the air The airline didn't treat him so well, and I know one of the flight attendants, uh, the one the one in the the one in the movie who cut herself. I know that she was uh, uh, very pissed at the airlines for the way they treated Sully, and in any of the, um, I read that said in any of the interviews that they did that she did not wear her uniform, she did not wear her flight attendant uniform. She was not proud of the way uh, U.S. Airways treated him, so she wore street clothes. And I think, and I think she ended up uh, retiring after that. I think she was done. She just thought that that, that uh, they they tried uh, to hang him out to dry, and she didn't she didn't care for that. Yeah, so she just had him done. And apparently the the three flight attendants in real life were a lot older. They they all have like twenty five years experience apiece. So they are much more mature flight attendants than that were shown in the movie. Um, but I thought oh, man, right.
1: they just, Cause,
0: yeah. because yeah, in the movie they won't uh, look like they're in their forties.
1: Right, and to pull off that, um and it's documented so it is true, so that's well in the ending that that, that rescue took twenty four minutes and thirty four degree water water with a five degree wind chill. Um, another thing that we said the other day, because we we were doing it the day before 9-11. Um, it, again, just an example, um, you know, there's great firefighters, first responders all over the country. Um, but again, New York's finest to get 155 people off a plane and to do it in 24 minutes and to have... The police divers and and literally in freezing water and make sure that people walked away with uh I think they had said someone broke their ankle or something, and I think something that you know a lot i see what's interesting is is that I didn't pay much attention to this in real life because I didn't notice until the credits flashed that this happened the day. My grandmother died in two thousand nine, oh. so I have I had no reference point other than later that year I heard about it. They brought him out at the Super Bowl. Once it showed Tom Hanks, I said, "Oh, I'm gonna see that Eastwood. I'm gonna see that. That was so amazing." A guy, you know, and the and people reiterate landed. It didn't crash. So I kept wondering throughout the movie you know, we've all hit our point where we're tired of certain media or we're, you know, the Truman Show is just the Truman Show. But then I just, about three quarters of the movie, I just thought, how do I know so little about this? And then when the credits came, I went, oh, well, that next six months of my life was a complete blur. And then I had a very bad car wreck. So it was kind of like I had no reason to really be paying attention to uh unfortunately a miracle. I mean, I it was yeah, great. Yeah. People survived, so it was kind of like, well, uh you need to mourn your grandma, and not um be thinking about how people are alive. Um but the the movie as a whole, I'm you know, what I'm wrestling with is we're gonna come down our favorite time soon, or our favorite time, Erin, where uh by November we're going to be lining up our shows and just so you know, we are celebrating our two year anniversary. So just briefly, awesome. I want to say thank you for all your contributions. And this is going to be talking pictures, favorite time. And this still includes solely as we discuss it, that, uh, we're, uh, six weeks away from our favorite two months where We're we're, heading into our World Series. So our, uh, our movie season is winding down, and we're going to get our two months of, you know, an episode and five different guests of what they think about it. And then, so I'm, at, at this point, I know we still have uh, 10 or 12 movies to go, but at this point, uh, not only do I feel like Tom Hanks is a shoe in for an Oscar nomination, Um, I wouldn't put it past uh, a Best Picture nomination, but what I wanted to ask you was uh, First Officer, uh, the actor, Aaron Eckhart. I thought really in this movie, as great as Tom Hanks is, he really was half the solely First Officer interaction.
0: Absolutely. I thought they had a great chemistry together. And I, and I thought, you know, he's kind of the unsung hero because it was all about Sully. But he was there, too, you know. He was there, too. But, but I thought that they had a, um, uh, the fact that he was like, listen, there's no way this would have happened. If he wasn't there, you guys are nuts. I mean, he backed Sully the entire time. He never doubted him. He was like, you guys are full of crap. We were there. There's no way. And then, and the, and then when, when Sully, when Tom Hanks was so calm and he was asking the guys on NTSB, about when he was questioning about how that their uh, their uh, pilots just sim pilots made that landing he had the wherewithal to say well how many times did it take him to do it and then they find out it was 17 times but he was so calm and he went out in the hall when he asked for a break and I thought he was going to start kicking the walls and start dropping the f-bomb like these people they want my job they're going to screw with me they're going to effing me over and he was so incredibly calm the entire time I thought holy cow and Aaron Eckhart's character too the whole time they they're a little bit concerned, but they're like, we know the truth. We were there. And, you know, they don't call it a crash. It was a water landing. It was not a crash. But like you said, I've been doing this for 40 years, and my whole, my whole career is going to be based on 208 seconds.
1: Right. And uh, and I just love the relationship between those two. I mean, obviously it was the writing. Obviously it was that he the, he's played supporting. He's played lead. He's He's worked with so many actors. But there was something really special about these two. I I already, without seeing all the other movies, I'm pulling for Aaron Eckhart to get a um, nomination. And it wasn't as good, but it made me think of J.K. Simmons and Whiplash, like I saw it, and went, okay, Oscar nomination, I don't, you know, no matter what other movies come out, uh, the timing, the comedic timing, and the ability to play that comedy over... Such a dramatic situation and such a tough time. Um, I can say, and it's well documented, this was caused by birds. I didn't need to know that birds could do that to an airplane. Um, yeah. I don't like to fly, so I could have went without that fact, Mister Eastwood. Um, <laughs> uh, so um,
0: tell me. So my um, husband works in Boeing, and he said what they do is they will they will shoot frozen chicken, whole chickens, frozen chickens at the windshield uh, to, to test the, the windshield they will just repeatedly repeatedly, just uh, shoot them at uh, frozen chicken, whole chickens at the windshield just to kind of simulate all that kind of stuff. But apparently uh, birds in the engine is pretty common. I have a very dear friend who's a flight attendant. So that's a pretty common problem. You'd never think it would be, but it is. And now we all know because of this movie. If we didn't know before, we do now. That's for sure.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Well and this was, you know, for like again, for anyone I don't like to fly, so I knew in the beginning there was gonna be things they didn't like, but uh this was just a really great movie. It was it was as airtight as you would think a Clint Eastwood movie would be, so it's not like we have to say there was great editing or there was great pacing or the camera work suited. Obviously the effects were only when needed. They weren't gonna crash planes into the Hudson or stunt planes. And I just, what I can say that uh, was most interesting to me and it, and it's just dawning on me now while we're talking is that this is one of the few movies I've ever seen that was not about, well, I guess it was about something happy because everyone survived, but that as a whole, it wasn't the most upbeat movie but I walked out feeling like I saw a truly upbeat movie.
0: Yeah, yeah. And
1: not because everyone survived because the movie Eastwood did a fantastic job of not making it a downer. I did get choked up a few times. I did think, my God, what if, I mean, if I was in that situation, I probably would have died because I would have had a heart attack. And then, you know, there, that would have been what happened. Was that everyone survived and I didn't because I freaked out. Um,
0: yeah, like that, like that, that guy. W- Those two people started jumping in the river. It's like, what are you doing? It's January, <laughs> 35 degrees, but they're not thinking. And half the people who are holding your life jackets instead of putting them on. Right.
1: It's right, like, what are right. you thinking?
0: You're you on a, you're on a dry wing of a plane where maybe your ankles are cold, and you're gonna jump into the water. Talk about somebody who's not thinking straight because they've got a little bit of trauma going on. It's like, yeah. And then I, right. it was really interesting. I never realized until uh, the family, the father and the two sons, where the one son was on the one plane wing, so he went to New Jersey, and the other people on the other side went to New York. That was really, I never realized that. But they had no idea where everybody was, and the fact that it wasn't an international flight, there's no no manifesto, they didn't know where everybody was. They basically just had to check hospitals and, and things like that, and, and, and they clicked off 155 people. That was amazing. That was amazing that they did that. Like, yeah, you know, Aaron Edgar said if you if you were gonna goes, if you're gonna do it again, what would you do? And he goes, I would do it in July But the problem is that if they did it in July, that Hudson River would have been full of boaters. It would have been full of people voting oh, right, during the summertime. Right, right, so it. the fact that they did it yeah. The fact that they did it in January kept that, you know, kept that uh probably saved everybody because they would have hit a bunch of other boats. And thank God that little that's water it. taxi was out there to help them.
1: Yeah, no, that's so that's so observant. So um on a on a on a final note do you uh what is your uh four out of five stars or eight out of ten what what is what is your ranking on this one
0: i give it eight out of ten yeah i'd give eight out of ten
1: okay I'm, I'm i'm with you go ahead
0: i know i'm 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 real curious after that i would like to i would like to listen to Clint Eastwood's reasoning for why, when he made that movie, that he never consulted um, uh, uh, the NTSB, never never uh, contacted them or consulted them about the movie. Everything, yeah, so he never, so, and some of them are a little pissed because of the way that he played those guys off. And they were were not very happy with the way they were portrayed because those characters were fictitious. And and people think that, that, you know, that they were, but he said he wanted an antagonist. But you know, the fact that he didn't contact him, I thought, I don't know, if you're writing a true story, you know, if you're basing your, your, your movie off a true story, I walked out of there thinking that the, the NTSB treated Sally like crap, and not until I went home and did some research that I realized that that wasn't the fact. So he kind of right. kind of took took the documentary, and kind of skewed it a different way, for Hollywood purposes, and I get that, but uh, um, Sensei was based untrue story, you know, because I think he, he took a huge liberty, a huge liberty with what he did with that whole, that whole part of that, all the inquiry and stuff, and it looked like they were hanging Sully out to dry, and they said they really didn't, that it really was, wasn't that bad, and they also said there's no way in heck would they, they never would have played the cockpit voice recording in an open forum, and the, um, the pilot gets to hear, hear that in private before the hearing even happens. So even all of that in the movie was... was right.
1: Was, was, was fun. Yeah. Right. So I wish that... I mean, well,
0: I, I, wish that, that um, I mean, it was still enjoyable, but I came out of it being pissed at the n t s b and, and I didn't need to be. I didn't need to be. Well, what I but think, I understand that what I think needed
1: a bad guy. Yeah, I think he needed a bad guy, but what I also think he was doing, because he's done it with so many other films, and we won't get into what a hot... Uh, political time we're in right now but um, Clint Eastwood uh, if if you really look at it it was a great way of taking subversive jabs at sometimes how they do do investigations and how there right. is True. they're not following the letter of the law I, I mean I took it as and, and again I won't say anything past this I took it as uh, this is something, no matter what party you are, it's a crash. The guy shouldn't be investigated the way he is. I look at it as no matter what party you are, um, a Supreme Court justice should have been allowed to be appointed. So there's so many different ways that um, you can apply this to things. that I think Eastwood was trying to say you know the rules don't always get followed, and people with power sometimes get to make up the rules. And yeah, for that aspect, as a filmmaker, I appreciated it because the way he did it, he didn't smack me in the face with it. He just yeah, threw a little jab true. to my stomach, and I, and I went, "Oh, okay, I get what you're doing." So, and and one thing that I really loved, and this does not spoil anything for anyone is that he gets uh, right after this has happened, Tom Hanks gets in a cab and uh, a Muslim congratulates him and calls him a hero. And I thought that that was just so, that it probably wasn't. And And so to kind of say like, you know, they acknowledge our, I took that as, they acknowledge our good, they're not all bad. And so I really all felt right, like Eastwood was finding places to, to, I mean, and he took, in all fairness, he took jabs at everyone. So he didn't just sit there and say, okay, I'm going to just keep punching this. So that's what I felt so great about it. So I'm going to, I'm really interested as always, what's going to come down the pike. And, and the only thing I can say without a doubt that my final opinion on the film is, is, uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna take some four pretty extraordinary movies. I know Eddie Murphy's trailer looked good. Will Smith's trailer looked good. Uh, Don Cheadle just did a great just did a great Miles Davis. That's on video in the Red Box or library. Uh, But Tom Hanks, yeah, miles ahead. Tom Hanks, uh, guaranteed Oscar nomination. I'd be shocked. Uh, if he doesn't, and that's pretty much my final thoughts. So for you, Aaron, is there any final thoughts?
0: No, well, I agree with you. I, th- I think the, the storyline itself, I think you know, it's an all-American hero uh, movie, and I think Tom Hanks did a great job, and if he's not nominated, I'll be surprised.
1: Excellent. Well, thank you, as always, you for your time. Welcome. And we perfect. will I, be I, in I, touch I, like I, we usually are.
0: I, I'm packing tonight because I'm leaving for Ireland in the morning. So it's like I, I had to put an alarm on my phone to remind me to call in because I'm doing laundry and getting oh. on my packing desk.
1: Well, have have a perfectly safe, wonderful trip. And I know we'll be in message about the next episode we can do. And ha- have, a, have a great, wonderful night.
0: Okay. Thanks, Paul. All
1: right. Aloha.
0: Okay. You too. Bye
1: always a joy to have uh, Aaron stop by. We love talking movies. We talk movies over Facebook and email, and there's so many ideas that we haven't done yet. And of course the mom's double feature was because this he's the mother of my friend, Josh, who does that wonderful design that you see when you listen to our podcasts and see posts on Facebook and our business card. And my mother is one of the executive producers of the show. So, We wanted to include them. And so with that, I'm going to wrap it up. I'll make it quick tonight. Whether it's morning, afternoon, evening, or you're insomniac listening to this in the middle of the night, make sure and watch a good movie today. Take care. Aloha. Most of all, peace to all.